Bees in Saskatchewan are waking up too early due to record-breaking winter heat, massive recall for Honda vehicles, Ukraine wants Canada's old, decommissioned and set-to-be-destroyed rockets, ceasefire between the Colombian government and the ELN has been extended, and four explosions rock a busy market in Mogadishu. Good morning. It's Wednesday, February 7th. I'm Nora, and here are your headlines. First to Saskatchewan, where CTV News Regina's Mick Favell is reporting that warm temperatures in that province are fooling some animals into thinking that it's already spring. Favell in the article focuses on bees. Karen Marchuk sent CTV a video of her beehive on January 31st, showing that the bees are coming outside of where they normally spend winter indicate that they think it's spring already. In case you need it spelled out, January 31st is not even close to spring. The problem, obviously, is that it isn't yet spring and there will very likely be cold weather on its way. If cold weather hits while the bees have started to spawn, wait, do bees spawn? Is that the right word? They must, okay. If the bees have baby bees, the baby bees will die if it gets too cold. Favel quotes Betty McKenna, an Anishinaabe elder and knowledge keeper, who said that the weather of this winter is very different than what she experienced when she grew up. While normal temperatures for Regina in February are highs of around minus nine, the high right now is floating around zero. Next, 66,846 Honda vehicles have been recalled in Canada due to issues with the front passenger airbag sensors. Not all recalled vehicles will have a problem, but enough might to warrant the recall. It affects the Honda Accord, Honda Civic, CRV, HRV, Insight, Odyssey, Ridgeline, and the Acura MDX, RDX, and TLX. The cars were made between 2020 and 2022. And I hope that at least some of you know what any of those letters mean, because I sure as hell do not. CTV's Tom Yun reports that the issue is, quote, a capacitator in the printed circuit board of the sensors in the affected vehicles could crack and lead to an internal short circuit, unquote. That is coming directly from Honda. The problem happened because, says Honda, a natural disaster of some sort impacted supplies along the supply chain, forcing one supplier to change the base material of the circuit board to deal with the second supplier not being able to make the part, but then using materials that hadn't been tested enough. If the airbag short circuits, an accident could trigger the bag to deploy if a child or infant is seated in the front seat, which tells me something new. I didn't know that you could put kids in the front seat anymore at all. That's interesting. Um, of course, if it deploys and the child is in the front seat, it could cause serious injuries or even death. If you have one of these cars, watch your SRS warning light. That will go on if there's an airbag problem. The odds that you'll have a problem are like 1%, says Honda. But if you've had airbag issues, talk to your dealer or contact Honda to see if you can get some money to replace or repair it. Next, a story that if things were normal would be very, very weird. But because things are weird, Stuart Bell and Jeff Semple from Global News report this like a normal thing. Here you go. Ukrainian Lieutenant General Kirilo Budanov has asked Ottawa for rockets. That, that's not strange, but not new rockets. He wants the tens of thousands of rockets that Canada has stocked away at a military base in Saskatchewan. 
the more than 83,000 CRV-7 rockets have been decommissioned and are stored at the Canadian Forces Ammunition Depot Dundurn, which is near Saskatoon. The rockets were considered expired and surplus in 2000. Get that? Expired in 2000. That, just in case you're keeping that's 24 years ago. By 2025, they were slated officially to be destroyed. There's a contract that, with a company to destroy these rockets, and a huge building has been built so that they can be properly destroyed. Now, this story is framed as an exclusive. What it sounds like more, though, is a foreign military leader knowing that he can get two Canadian journalists to do some PR for his desire to have 83,000 new New? No, not new. Very old rockets. But let's go through the article. Budinov says that giving the rockets to Ukraine will save Canada money, as we won't need to pay to destroy the rockets. Though, of course, we'll have to transport them, which isn't free, and the contract to destroy them has already been totally signed and the work has started. Budinov says that it would be win-win because the rockets could be fired at Russia and Canada would save money in destroying them. It takes a bit to get to the point where Canada, while, quote, looking into the request, unquote, warns that the rockets are, you know, decades old and could be unstable, as in the materials inside of them may no longer be stable. That would be a disaster if the rockets were then transported and, you know, exploded over Nova Scotia or Poland or whatever. But Ukraine said that they're so desperate for weapons that they'll assume the risks. From the article, quote, they believe that about 8,000 of the Canadian rockets are in pristine condition and that some are still fitted with warheads, unquote. And the ones that are mostly useless, Ukraine wants to take the parts for drones. Bell and Semple don't challenge the idea that a foreign military leader can believe something about our rockets. How the heck would this guy from Ukraine believe that 8,000 of the rockets are in pristine condition? Is there no one that could say that that isn't a Ukrainian military official, like a Canadian official that can say, oh yes, of these rockets that were all decommissioned and all set to be destroyed between 2000 and then 2005, 8,000 of them are actually pristine. It's, uh, it's such sloppy reporting that it's obviously just PR, folks. Bell and Semple don't even examine whether or not it would be possible to recuperate any of these rockets to use them or if this is fantasy land level stuff. It is very weird that this is all coming from Ukraine and a Ukrainian official being aware of Canada's old stockpiled weapons. The answer to how these guys know about this, though, does come further down in the article, and it really should have been up at the top. Much, much further down, we find out that the Conservatives are the ones who cooked up the idea and raised it in a press release. Though, the quotes about the weapons being pristine, that's coming from Ukraine, not coming from the Conservatives. All of a sudden, it makes a little more sense. It's coming from a party that's throwing out ridiculous idea after ridiculous idea on everything, from housing to affordability, and now here we have military stuff, to make it sound like it should work, but we have no real experts saying whether or not it could work. There's no proof offered in this article about whether or not these rockets could still be fired or, again, how unstable they might be and how dangerous it would be to transport them. Now, for the specs on these rockets, here you go. They were made by Bristol Aerospace in Winnipeg and, quote, became the NATO standard, unquote. They don't actually say when the rockets that are being stockpiled were actually fabricated. The piece ends with quoting somebody named Kate McKenna, who Bell and Semple say is a Canadian advisor to the Ukrainian military living in British Columbia. Sorry, what? <laughs> what kind of what kind of job is that? Advising the a foreign military from Canadians? Well, anyway, okay, fine. 
And uh, Kate McKenna says this, quote, you don't get to tell Ukraine what is or isn't a good risk, unquote. Uh, hey, Kate, this is in Canada. You get to tell Canada what is and isn't a good risk. OK, let's go on. Quote, there are no good risks. Ukrainians are dying and we need to just be brave. Trust Ukraine. Trust them to make use of every single piece of that rocket, please. And Ukraine is ready to send over a team. They know what they're doing, unquote. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is war. This isn't. This isn't the tooth fairy, folks. This is, that's whatever, I mean, I, even quoting that is journalist malpractice. What is this? It's like, they know what they're doing. What? Sorry, so we just open up Canadian munitions depot to a foreign military to then figure out how to transport it mostly across Canada before it actually even hits the ocean? <laughs> okay. There are no voices in this very long piece from anyone who has any expertise in these missiles or who could explain for the reader anything about them or whether or not any of this is possible. It's just political jockeying from the liberals to the conservatives and all to support Ukraine. The piece also doesn't mention whether or not Canada's promised munitions have ever made it to Ukraine, which is something else that has been a problem for most of this war, as our capacity to fulfill our promised munitions donations has been challenged by actually sending those munitions and finding places to manufacture them. This piece is missing so much. Now, I found a video that CBC Saskatchewan's Alexander Kwan made in 2021 that says that the CRV-7 is a Cold War era weapon. It was popular. It was a popular warhead because of its speed and deadliness. And the way that Kwan does this piece is kind of like an elegy for a days gone by in the Canadian military because they're destined to be destroyed. Believe me, if the Canadian military could have used these, they would have used these. They're not like, they ob obviously, 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 we have allies around the world that we sell weapons to all the time. If these were usable, they would have been used. But we have no real idea because of this piece that's not exactly journalism. Okay, now to international news. The Associated Press is reporting that a truce between Colombia's government and the ELN has been extended. It was supposed to expire earlier last week. The truce was first put in place six months ago and has been extended for another 180 days. The ceasefire has held mostly, and fighting from both sides has been less since August. But ELN is still recruiting people, and they have been taking hostages as well, something that they've promised to stop doing with the truce extension. One ELN-affiliated group kidnapped the parents of Luis Diaz, a popular soccer player, which happened in late 2023. That almost killed the truce. But ELN did release his parents, his mother immediately, and his father 12 days later, after public outcry. Maintaining peace with rebel groups in Colombia has been a key promise of the new president, Gustavo Petro. And finally, Al Jazeera is reporting that at least 10 people have been killed in Mogadishu at the crowded Bekara market. Another 20 people are reported to have sought hospital care. Four explosions were set off inside of electronics shops, and no group has yet taken responsibility. But Al Jazeera reports that Al-Shabaab has in the past bombed high-density areas in Somalia. Those are your headlines for Wednesday, February 7th. I'm Nora. Hope it isn't too warm wherever you are. You're listening to this podcast at sandynora.com on the Real News Network podcast feed and anywhere you get your podcasts. I'll talk to you tomorrow.